15 bucks, little man, put that shit in my hand. If you don't pay me now, you'll owe me, owe me, oh, uh, jungle love. Hello and welcome everyone to the Geekscape Games Podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape.net. Uh, this is another episode. This is level 115. Hey man, do you got any more of those E3 announcements? I'm your host, Shane O'Hare, and I'm surrounded by my digital counterpart. On the right, we have Miss Courtney Dawson. Are you sick? On the left, we have Mr. Josh Jackson. <laughs> Are you sick? <laughs> and special returning guest, Derek Grenevelt. I think he's sick. Yeah, he must be sick. I'm really tired. All right, boys and lady and Josh, uh, we're back with another episode, obviously, on the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape.network. I said that already, so E3 was last week. I also feel fun. like I'm only a guest because you guys are like, we're just going to record right now. Fuck Derek. <laughs> I, hey, <laughs> no. What if I, you know, what if Derek I could, was here bitch? waiting for Shane for two hours the other day, but we didn't go on without him, but I'm not going to talk oh. about that. <laughs> oh. All right, everybody. So this is Derek's farewell <laughs> episode. I'm going to... Didn't... Didn't... Mob Deep died today. Did you guys hear about that? I have no yeah, idea who that I is. I don't know who that is. <sighs> Josh, you should know who that is. Yeah, I know who Mob Deep is. Free yeah. hip hop. Yeah. Um, Josh. Yes. You wanted to talk. Uh, so E3 was last week. We had a little E3 special. Kind of went over some of the stuff that we liked from the show. I talked about that new Senran Kagura game that I'm going to be getting day one. Um, but there was actually a surprising number of announcements uh, the last couple of days after the convention. Um, we had some Pokemon uh, Go news, Steam Summer Sale news, Overwatch news, uh, a lot of Blizzard news altogether. Um, but Josh, you wanted to talk about something on the top of the hour. Uh, yeah, I wanted to follow up all of our E3 talk from last week with the recent announcement that uh, Bandai Namco is considering bringing Dragon Ball Fighters to the Switch if there's enough demand for it. Now, with E3, I feel like the two biggest stories coming out of the convention were Nintendo and Mario, to be specific, and then Dragon Ball. It seems like those are the two things that most people are talking about. So I felt like it was a good place to start, but mostly because... I wanted to kind of get on my soapbox for a minute. It's very, 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 very frustrating to be a Nintendo owner because this crap's always happening in Nintendo owners and it never happens at any other console. It's like, (laughs) I guess Nintendo, like the Switch sold like so many millions of units and like breaking records and you have Capcom and Bandai both saying things like, well, oh, like in Capcom's case, we might bring some of their games out if all these people rush out and buy a $40 port of a game that was $15 10 years ago and like with Dragon Ball Fighters it's like I'm I'm willing to bet because they have Xenoverse 2 coming out for the Switch in September I think and Xenoverse 2 is not a popular game people have already moved past it and everyone's excited that the new one is going to be a proper fighter and they're kind of like trashing Xenoverse 2 in comparison and they're going to be selling it a year later on the Switch for $60 when the new one's only going to be a few months away on other systems and most people I'm sure don't own only a Switch they probably own a Switch and something so why would you spend oh sorry go ahead sorry I just feel like that's so annoying like and then everyone's like, and then every third party is like, why don't people buy third party games on Nintendo systems? Because they're always, uh, they're always either crippled games or they come out so far, like so far after the other versions of the title that, like you said, like the, the sequel is months away on every other platform at that point. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like it's coming off as the Wii U all over again because we have. Well, I I'm hoping that FIFA is going to be an exception because it it's like a gorgeous ver- portable version of FIFA. But when how it's not going to have frostbite, it's not going to have the story mode. But they're charging full price, and then they're going to scratch their heads and be like, "Why aren't people buying this?" And it's similar with Dragon Ball. If Xenoverse doesn't sell, I'm sure they're going to uh, say, "Oh, it's not because we released a game a year later at full price that nobody liked." a few months prior to a new a brand new one that everyone's excited for they're gonna say it as well nintendo fans don't want this game so we're not gonna release anything and like it's insane it's something that nintendo owners always have to do and even when they do prove that they'll buy it in the case of monster hunter like with monster hunter world they're just like you know fuck the 3ds despite it selling all these millions of copies we're just gonna have it as an xbox one and playstation exclusive or whatever and so it's like I don't know. It's just frustrating when it constantly gets like the fans have to carry the burden and they're just expected to buy shit that they probably don't want just to prove that they want other games. And that still doesn't guarantee that they'll ever get it. Yeah. And and, and, and it doesn't make sense. It The Switch sold one point a billion one trigger trigger jillion, you know, 100 jillions of oh. consoles <laughs> and and uh, choice. Use real numbers, please. Okay. You have fucking Google at your fingertips. You can't look up the numbers. How many? You, sir, are fake news. <laughs> How many <laughs> can you fit into an ashtray? Whoa! <laughs> Bleep all that. All that. I was drinking. I couldn't get in there soon enough. Fuck. Send, send all complaints to dcranavelt at me.com. <laughs> That's not even my email, them. so go for it. Way to ruin the joke. Um, but yeah, no, the console sold so much. And then like there was rumors that Capcom was like, hey, if like Street Fighter 2 Final Edition doesn't like sell enough stuff, we're not going to release any more stuff. And then they came out like, oh, that was just a rumor. Like, what what is with this weird, st- like, it, are people still like worried about like the Wii and the Wii U just not selling? Do they not see like the massive numbers that the Switch got? Like, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't get the logic. And yeah, and it's the same thing with the Wii U. Like if you remember... Mass Effect 3 came out like a year later on Wii U at full price at the same time as the entire trilogy came out on every other system. And then they're like, why is it Mass Effect selling on the Wii U? Like, why the (laughs) fuck do you think it's not selling on the Wii U? Because you're selling it for the same price as three games in one on every other system. Um, The same thing happened with so many other games. Yeah, it's like, it it looks like like they sell a gimped, like you guys said, they sell a gimped version that looks like crap or plays like crap or is outdated. And they're doing it again with the Switch, which is insane because the Switch is proven already with how many units it sold. You you would think they'd want to capitalize on the momentum the system has while everyone's still excited about it before they're... have a chance to kind of fall into a lull and just be like you know let's pump out stuff for this so we can um so we can kind of piggyback on the excitement but instead they're still pulling this crap which not to mention how i don't remember if we talked about this last week or not but how capcom recently said that they're they have no plans on bringing out uh the new monster the switch monster hunter that's coming out in japan they have no plans on bringing it out over here that's bullshit. They're going to. They're going to. It, it sells more in America than it does in Japan anyway. Yeah, but why would they even say something like that to make people think that it's not going to happen? Even if it does end up happening, why? It. I feel like it's, like for you're scarcity. saying, it's, an- it's, it's, it's intentional. It's for, it's for scarcity. They're like, ooh, you know, it's not coming out. And then it's like, oh, look, we're going to release it. And everyone's like, well, I better gobble up because, you know, it wasn't supposed to come out and blah, blah, blah. 
Yeah, I know, but that could be part of it. But why play a game like that on a system that's selling so many copies? I could, I can, it's a bad idea to me regardless, but I can kind of see it if it's like a, like a niche system that nobody has. But when it's something like this with so much excitement surrounding it and everyone's so excited to be able to play Monster Hunter on their Switch and then they're going to play those kind of games with it, it doesn't make any sense. I, I think, I, I think that Monster Hunter is perfect for the Switch. Like it's, I don't know, I, I I think Nintendo is going to be phasing out the their dedicated portable market, or at least just like releasing like major budget titles and focusing everything on um, the Switch. Uh, what do you guys think about that assertion? I think I think yes, and I think we've talked about it before. I think yes, but I think it's not going to happen. I'd say a year to a year and a half from now, if not even actually, like it could be a year and a half to two years even. I just feel like the 3DS is still i mean they're at the point where like is that 2ds xl even out yet or is that a console that's still you know on the near horizon like it's just Um, the 3ds platform is just a a platform that it has the biggest install base out of like almost it's got to be almost any platform and you know their game you know like the last pokemon games like didn't those break records like games are still selling substantial like phenomenally well on that console and yeah it comes out it comes out next week yeah, so and, it's so I mean they're still releasing oh wait, no, new no, no, hardware. No, 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 it comes out in a month. Sorry. Okay, and like, and, and it's something where you know, like I don't even know that many people, and I know personally several households that own multiple 3ds's and the Switch. Uh, you know, for the next while, uh, in, until it does get a price drop at some point, it's too expensive to you know you're not gonna get both your kids a, a Nintendo Switch so that they can both have a portable console or whatever. Um, plus the fact that you know it the stock issues don't show any signs of uh, slowing down in terms of the Nintendo Switch at this point. So they can't stock them. They're too expensive to have multiples in a household, whereas you've already got, you know, millions and millions and millions of 3DSs in kids' hands. Like, that's a console that's going to keep seeing games for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah, which is weird to me because I'm pretty sure, just off the top of my head, that aside from maybe the original Game Boy, this is the longest... Um, this is like the longest lifespan that one of their handheld has had because it's usually about five years or so. That actually goes for consoles too, all the way up until recently. Consoles usually just stuck around for five years before the new one came out. But the 3DS is still getting so much support and I personally would uh, rather see them move on to focus solely on the Switch sooner rather than oh, later. Oh, me too, totally. But, you know, I guess, like you said, as long as people are still buying it, there's zero reason for them to give up on it. Well, and the amount of, like... You know, for instance, at this point, if nine months, you know, they're planning on a game release nine months from now, like the potential copies sold on the 3DS versus versus potential copies sold on the Switch, like they are limiting themselves substantially in the amount of copies of a game that they could sell at this point. And there totally needs to be a point where they need to, you know, let that go in order to focus on the, on the new console. But I think, you know, we are, what, four months after release, they're impossible to find, like... They're selling them as fast as they can make them. The, like they do have a strong lineup of games coming up for this system. Like there's no reason for them to say goodbye to that 3DS just yet. Right, for sure. As much as I would like them to. Yeah, I would like to see them. Yeah, uh, totally. You know, uh, just ditch it and put more efforts into. Uh, I mean, more like development because, like, you know, like the Switch Two or the Switch Slim that's going to come out is going to be. I think it's pretty slim already. Well, I mean, like. It, I don't mean like actually some, but you know what I mean. Like the yeah, the like the the Switch 1.5. Totally, um, it, it, it'll probably have like it'll it'll be like the change from like a a 3ds to a DSi kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's gonna happen in a couple of years. But um, it, actually another like really weird um 
Nintendo Switch news. Um, Minecraft on the Switch is going to use Xbox Live for crossplay between the Xbox and the PC. Uh, so, th- th- in other news, dogs love cats and, you know... <laughs> can can we uh, just abandon the Nintendo online service and just have them use Xbox Live altogether? I think that, that means would... I don't have to pay for another subscription. Oh, you know that it's going to be Xbox like Switch edition and it's going to have like all the parental features t- set to permanently on. <laughs> hmm. Well, One thing I wonder to... is, do the... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, it goes back to my comment, of, I think, last week or two weeks ago, where I was saying, I hope they start bringing out portable games for Nintendo systems. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um... I, like, I just I just think that that's the... Like, I don't think that that's that weird. Like, I just think... Like, Microsoft owns Mo, Mojang, or however you pronounce it. Um... And so I think that you'll be able to, I mean, in terms of the cross-platform, like, it's probably just a Microsoft ID, like, which is, in most cases, for most people, that's also their Xbox Live ID, but it's something where, because all of your purchases and everything like that are going to sync between platforms as well, right? And that's something where you're not going to have the ability to do that unless you're logged into some sort of account. So I think regardless of whether you're on playing on Switch or iOS or Android or Windows or Xbox, I think you'll just be using that same credentials. And, and then the and PlayStation we, 4 folks can just continue playing by themselves. And it, 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 I can't believe that Sony was the ones at like E3 last year, or it wasn't E3 last year, it was some random, it, well, it was the PS Pro like announcement where it was like, hey, uh, we're going to implement cross-platform play if developers want and it. And then Nintendo we'll... fucking does it before they do. Yeah, and and Nintendo. then like and then like Microsoft was like, yeah, we're ready to do it for Destiny, and Sony was like, nah, like <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I know we we all know that Sony is so anti-consumerist, um, but uh, why say, hey, look, we're ready, we're ready to like bridge the gap. You know, we all hold hands. We're the youth of the nation. Um, but and then when it you know comes time to play, they're like, nah, fam, we're just. You know, we're gonna <laughs> probably, make, we're gonna, probably we're gonna make a Ghostbusters movie. It probably was just because they were all posturing <laughs> and it weren't expecting them to go through with it. And now that they are, they're kind of like, nah. And, and plus, they're plus they're the market leaders right now. So I feel like they think that they have the room to kind of just kind of like segregate themselves from everyone else because they are somewhat arrogant. Like Sony, Sony's games department was always arrogant all the way up until the PS3 when it wasn't selling in the beginning so it's part it's part of their mo again where now that they're on top they think that they're kind of can do their own thing and don't really have to worry about anyone mm. else but i feel like it is starting to gain enough like um i feel like it's starting to gain enough backlash to the point where either they're gonna have to either give in or it's gonna start affecting them one way or another it, yeah it, with with the the sheer like like microsoft came swinging with the the scorpio and uh, it's always gonna be the scorpio to me the xbox one x you know, 420 Blaze is such a <laughs> stupid name, but they came Terrible. out. They came out swinging hard with the like product refresh, and like I, I think Sony needs to, I don't know, rethink their their stance right now because Microsoft is, you know, kind of poised to take the number one spot if the Xbox One X is feasible. And it's pretty, well, well, I, it's pretty reasonably priced, isn't it? Yeah, it's five hundred dollars, which. Uh, and and from what I've been reading, and even like for instance in Canada, it's even pretty well priced because they didn't do it direct. I think it's just a hundred dollars more here, and if you actually converted the the currency, it would be substantially more than that. So that's pretty cool. So if you want a cheaper Xbox One X, buy it in Canada. But uh, <clears throat> one thing that was really interesting to me regarding that is 
you know, it was what I feel like everyone was so negative about E3 and everything that was announced this year. And like, I watched most of the press conferences. You know, I watched the Microsoft press conferences, and I thought that the, you know, aside from there was some weird stuff in there. Like they were like, let's announce a, let's show you guys, you gamers and game journalists, a real supercar. Like you give a fuck about that. But yo, the- hey, all right, all right, back to Funbus the fuck up. I, I gotta, I, I gotta say that that kind of, and I'm not, I'm not talking about you directly. I'm talking about okay. gamers in general. Yeah. But like that kind of like elitism is is so stupid for where we are with an industry. Well, we see people like do live streaming, like live coverage of E3 events and it's like, "Ugh, Madden, let's just ignore this and wait till we get to the the you know, Shadow of the Colossus." This is dumb. Right. It's like Fair. no, like like So like, and, and, and what I was saying car. and what I was no, saying and maybe we, <laughs> Yeah. But no, yeah, let, yeah, let me, like let, like why couldn't no let me finish how about you let Ooh. me finish all right you know so that was like a good 15 minute portion or so of their press conference a when portion? they could have been talking <laughs> they could have been talking quiet, about more Shane. games they could have been uh, all that like i would just wish that rather than spending that time to reveal that they spent more time talking about more games is all but gotcha. and, but where i'm going with this is like i feel like everyone like regardless of whether it was ubisoft or sony or microsoft or everybody but nintendo essentially and especially bethesda like everyone hated everything everyone announced and i was like i was watching all these things and i was like this looks super cool this looks super cool how am i gonna afford all this like i have 12 thousand pre-orders on amazon already like everything <laughs> looked that, amazing that, i saw that picture all the pre-orders <laughs> everything looked amazing and everything looked super cool and they were even getting to the point where like a lot of these companies are trying to only show off stuff that's releasing this year rather than like we're going to show you this concept trailer for a game that may come out on like the next console that sony releases like like they're getting away from that bullshit and they're starting to talk about only the things that are coming in the near future and everybody's just shitting all over it and I was so happy with everything we saw. You know, I was like, man, Skyrim's coming out on this console and this console. Like, which console am I going to buy it for? Probably both. Like, <laughs> it all looks super cool. And they're, they're doing substantially different things. You know, like, looking at the, the, the Skyrim stuff, for instance. For, like, you could play it portably. Like, cool. That's fucking awesome. You could play it in VR. That's even fucking cooler. Like, why are you shitting on that? Like, like them not ma- them not adapting this game that they've already made several times, like, them not adapting that is not going to get you that next Bethesda game, like, much faster. Like, they're a big company, a big team. They got several projects going on at once. Like, this is probably a small side project, and it's going to be super cool, so shut the fuck up, and if you don't want it, don't buy it. But there was so much cool stuff, and I saw nothing but negativity, and it was just so annoying. And then no. I just sprouted some of that negativity about that car thing. And yeah, that's not fair. But I uh, know, um, and I, and I gotta, I gotta agree with you that like everyone was like so, like you know, so like salty about it. And like I, I gotta say, I gotta say that like, like sports, sports games like pushed like like back in the day, sport games like pushed development. People wanted to make the the best football game or the best baseball game, and um, racing sims pushed um, physics engines. Like, hmm. like when we when you saw like oh what was that one by Macro Pros that PC game like the F one that F one racer from like the mid nineties when that came out everyone's like whoa like the cars drive like real cars you know for a PC game in the nineties but it, it like these yeah these might not be like the typical quintessential gamer game um it's they're still really really important and probably import, more important than like half the shit that got announced and to like poo poo something that just because oh you know the you know the new Porsche 911 got announced at Microsoft and not not saying you know not attacking you Derek I'm just For saying sure. in general 
Just saying and, in general. And that being said, I thought Forza itself looked super cool. And I wish, like, for instance, showing more footage of that versus, like, this actual, like, car just seems way more interesting and way more fitting for the type of event that it was. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, everybody on the planet knows what a Porsche is. And um, seeing... Uh, seeing like the new Porsche, like you have to understand like how important that is. Like that's pretty, that's a pretty big deal. And that's literally the, the most powerful Porsche that's ever been created. So it's like, okay, that's a pretty big fucking deal. And I, I thought it was fitting to go with the most powerful console ever released in the home. The Microsoft and- sex, sex one sex. <laughs> And that's not to say that just because one person doesn't like it doesn't mean someone else won't. Because I remember the year that they announced Dance Central 3, and I was jumping up and fucking down when Usher was on stage, and everyone on Twitter, on the live stream and stuff, was like, <laughs> oh, what true. the fuck is this? Very it's true. just fucking Usher. I was like, dude, fuck you. I love Dance Central. I'm so excited that he's <laughs> collaborating with them to make it. So it's like, you know, just because I'm not, I don't care about the car doesn't mean that there won't be someone else who likes Forza and is really into car sims. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. You know? like, but yeah, like, I, just, like, I just feel like the, the negativity in general around this Three was just super annoying. Yeah, and well, also like just... you were saying. Oh no, go ahead. It, sorry, like you were saying, like if if because I remember the last E three that I watched, a lot of the games that they talked about this year were from last year's announcements because they're actually being released this year. So it could be too that we're dealing with the growing pains of getting used to. Hey, we're not going to announce everything like you were saying, like that's going to be here in a year or two years right. or five years. We're going to only talk about what's coming up. So it, to us, it's old because we watched it last year. And so people are like, oh, isn't there anything new? Well, yeah. It's because they're changing the format. So yeah. they'll get over it. And that's essentially what I was going to say too. Like, I guess I, I agree with Derek's overall point, but just to play devil's advocate, it's like E3, since pretty much since it existed, the expectation is, oh, you're going to see a bunch of new stuff that you've never seen before. So while... And you guys know me, I'm I'm not one to get mad over fucking video games for the most part. I'll just ignore something I don't care about. But I, uh, so I don't necessarily Wait, 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 just, wait, 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 wait. Didn't you get like super pissed at like an ending of something recently? Uh, I vaguely I remember of. you losing your shit over a game. It was probably no. me getting over pissed over Uncharted. I don't think so. I can't think of it if I did. Uh, anyway, I'm but sorry, yeah. I forgot. But I was thinking like, yeah, of course it's not, it's not really justified to be like like pounding your keyboard trying to fucking yell at people over twitter or whatever because you didn't like a, a, t- a trailer but at the same time i can kind of understand the sentiment that since e3's been around we're used to just being bombarded with new announcements new announcements so when people see two versions of skyrim or whatever the case is or like another like tease of kingdom hearts for like the 15th time it's like i can see why people would kind of be like could be disappointed in that Especially in Sony's case where their big reveal was the Shadow of the Colossus remake when they've already released the Shadow of the Colossus HD remaster on PS4. But now it's a so remake, man. It's, it's a, a remake. Remake of... I mean, yeah, when a, I saw that, I, like, I flipped shit when I saw that. I was, was so gorgeous. excited for that. Yeah, and I could see how people would like it, but me personally, I'm just kind of like... Mm. Like it's not you know their their big I guess their big flagship title for this year's E three was a HD remake of some of something that we've played before even if the, and I'm sure they're going to be adding a lot of stuff of course but it's still not something new and I think that's what people associate E three with whether for better or worse whether that's or not we're poignant whether or not we're teased for two or three years before it finally releases that's what we've all been conditioned to so like Courtney said if they keep this format going and people get used to it over time assuming that stays this way but for this year it's it, like i think nintendo's big saving grace was like they had things like metroid prime 4 that we had no idea about and then even with mario we know mario's coming but their whole trailer was focused on a mechanic that we didn't know existed until the trailer debuted 
So hey, I, what, I think what was that mechanic? Being able to like essentially possess things with your hat. Because oh, in the okay. other tra- in the other trailers, they just showed him being able to use his hat for like platforms and being able to jump on it and throw it. This was the first time they revealed, hey, if you throw it on a bullet bill, you turn into the bullet bill. And in in the E three crowd, while I was waiting in line when it was airing live, people were going nuts when they showed that frog. The, I think that was the first thing they showed him transforming into the frog and becoming the frog everyone lost their shit and it was because again even though it wasn't a brand new game per se it was a brand new mechanic which is apparently going to be like a core mechanic of the game that we had no idea existed until that trailer was airing so i think Mm -hmm. that's part of the reason why nintendo's avoided a lot of the flack that microsoft and i guess more more so sony and bethesda got because they at least had that excitement from something that no one is expecting true true um i think my biggest takeaway from e3 was that girl who went missing who wasn't oh yeah please talk about this so (laughs) please talk about this so like the first time i heard about it was all the shit started popping up on twitter about hey please look for i forget what her name is this chick she's a streamer on twitch she's really important no one has heard from her in hours and hours she was supposed to be at this party and so twitter was freaking out she was missing for like 12 hours i thought i thought the the initial tweet was saw saw her leave the party don't know where she is now not she was supposed it. to be at the party which I think I, I got like it was like telephone but Twitter yeah. so it's Twitter phone <laughs> so it was um, even worse it's the worst so like you know everyone's retweeting and trying to find this girl and she shows up like two hours later like what I was busy I was at my hotel my phones multiple died and everyone was super pissed and i guess now she's gonna quit streaming because everyone's been giving her so much shit for but going did you, missing and did, did you see like the next day her like like she tweeted like oh i'm having the worst panic attack and her husband like tweeted back at her like no like like something about like you have time to tweet but you can't even give me a fucking phone call or something like that like oh, her husband yeah. that back to her. Yeah. whoa but crazy bitch who is she fucking who is she fucking (laughs) that that's it that's what i got Well, that was being speculated as well oh oh, i bet something was speculating speculating all over her face (laughs) oh gross that was like super delayed that was a very delayed reaction (laughs) (laughs) it took me a second like uh but that was like the that was the most exciting part of e3 for me was all of that drama i saw uh, bits and pieces of it because i because i had people on my facebook who actually knew her and they're like freaking out and i'm just like i avoided it i avoided it for the most part because i figured i was like she's just gonna turn up and say oh yeah sorry i was busy which is essentially what happened but yeah and then a lot of people were really like pissed afterwards because i guess she was kind of flippant about it or sounded like she was mad or oh yeah yeah she was like she was like i wanted i wanted to unplug and like go play poker for the night or something like that but didn't tell anybody gonna be real honest which i i think she was philandering that's that that all makes sense like she she met her like you know la boyfriend and they went and had a tryst and she was just like too busy like you know getting railed and didn't like like go to do check out those retweets or like subtweets or anything and then when it comes time she's like oh i was playing poker where do you play poker in la for 20 hours (laughs) can you even play poker in la it's illegal to play poker in LA. Come on, let's go hold on, let's consult the Book of Knowledge. I don't think I'm pretty sure it's not. So I'm going to be real honest. The commerce the casino is like a few minutes from me. The murderino oh, and he any... was like, she's been kidnapped. She's going to yeah. be murdered. This is going to be real interesting. I want to know what happened. And then she Trust... was just fucking a dude. So yeah. I was disappointed. Mm. 
All right. Um, but actually, that brings up a really interesting question. Um, that uh, the we live uh, these these Twitch people in this like day and age where everything is so just so plugged in, and they have like fans that they have to meet this like daily schedule too. Um, when is like when is it too much? Like, uh, can these people just like say, "Hey, like, I I don't need to check in with my Twitch fans. I don't need to check in with Twitter." Like, you know, even if she wasn't like you know fucking some dude and she wants to like go play poker for real, like it's it's not her responsibility to let the universe know. And I feel like, Courtney, you were right that it was like this huge case of telephone where like, oh, I saw her. And then like all these, you know, you know, miladies were like, oh, I'll defend, (laughs) I'll I'll find her. Then she'll, she'll, she'll be my girlfriend. See, but I think that if it was just a case of just her fan base freaking out, but the fact that it was like actual friends she had from real life and like, yeah, apparently her husband, like this is a completely different situation. Um, She was fucking somebody. Yeah, Where I, 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 this I'm is seriously... a bad case for that. But I mean, like, if it depends. Oh. Like, if you've made that your thing, like, I mean, I follow some YouTubers. They're not gaming YouTubers or makeup YouTubers, but you know, like, people get into every nook and cranny of your life, and I think that's up to you as the content provider to decide when to draw the line and where to draw the line. Because it's all great to be like, oh, don't pick on me and don't say stuff about my husband. But then for you to, like, constantly be Snapchatting and putting it on Instagram and putting it on YouTube and doing live shows and, like, that you're you're kind of asking, like, I, it sounds really awful. But, you, I mean, that's what you're doing. You're asking for that attention. You're asking, you're giving that uh, permission to people to look into your life. So, so it's, it's Laura Lania. Laura Lania. I'm calling it now. I'm going yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna to subtweet her right now. And yeah, but you brought up an interesting point because like reading it as oh, it was she protected her like, tweets. Stop, bitch. But yeah, like after, <laughs> but af- yeah, after the fact, and I was reading her saying like you know things like am I like am I not allowed to unplug and stuff. She has a point. I mean, it's to me, it's like she doesn't necessarily owe people any of the, the time that she is not obligated to owe them. But it does change things when it was like legit her friends and family that were asking for help. And and at that point, it was just it was less. At the end of the day, I feel like it was less about, like, creepy fans trying to get more from her. Yeah. It was less that and more that people were legitimately concerned about her well-being because of who was coming out to say it. And I agree with her sentiment that she should be able to have her own time, but... To me, it should have been more along the lines of, oh, you know, I'm sorry, I just needed time to myself, but thank you all for your concern. I apologize for worrying anybody, but it kind of just turned into, like, like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, it's not that big of a deal. And it kind of, like, I guess, in a way, it kind of spit in the face of a lot of the people, both that she knows personally and just people who were concerned. It was kind of like kind of like insulting them or getting mad at them for being concerned which is probably the opposite reaction you should have when people actually were care- cared enough about your well-being to really yeah. go out of their way to find you well and most streamers i know when they need time to unplug they're like hey man no stream this week i've got pe- personal time that way people don't worry and don't and and you know freak out and do shit like that where oh my god what happened they always stream they're always on time so i can tell you firsthand that when you when you do that uh uh, and someone reacts that way, they got caught. They got caught. I, I, an ex of mine, I caught her lying. I was like, Hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. You know, I'm worried. Uh-huh. Like a couple of other people are worried. I went to your house. You're not there. What do you mean? That's, that's so inappropriate. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, Oh, okay. All right. Fine. Bye. <laughs> so she got, she, who she fucking, that should be the new title of the show. Who she fucking. <laughs> who she fucking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
But <laughs> speaking, but I was just going to segue into another story because there was actually some pretty big news for Overwatch players who subscribe to Twitch Prime, right? Hell yeah! Um, and Blizzard is no longer fucking the player base. No, so Twitch. If now you the are, anniversary's over. If you, have, if you have Amazon Prime, you can link your Amazon account with your Twitch account so that you get this thing called Twitch Prime, um, which gives you, like, they give you different little perks every month. So there's different games that they'll only give, they'll give to you for free or in-game items they'll give you to for free. Um, you get $5 that you can use to subscribe or support a streamer that you, um, that you like. So I Cripple Kenny. I give mine to Kenny because I love Cripple Kenny. Um, and it's I probably use get more out of my Twitch Prime account than I do my normal Prime account. <laughs> um, but this week, uh, this month, they have like a golden loot box for Overwatch. So all you had to do is like prove that you had a Twitch Prime account. They gave you a code. You could open a box and it's guaranteed to have a legendary in it. So I did that today. And I got the Mercy skin that I like. And I'm really happy about it, even though I don't really play Mercy. I have her skin and that's all that matters. Yeah, I got the Seagwin skin. I had the Seagwin skin. I got it this morning. That's how how I own a Tracer. I buy all the Tracer stuff, even though I don't really play with her. But I'm starting to practice with her more. So she's like a fucking redheaded Valkyrie. I love her so much. So I got really excited and I didn't tell Shane on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> dead um, to me uh, I also have that May Christmas skin dead to me I know it's so much fun I'm, so, revoking, your, I'm revoking your PAX pass I got the May no, uh, beekeeper skin <gasps> you did I got it twice motherfucker what? oh that's right you did um and then they uh, today they also released that Overwatch update so um, the Lunar Colony uh, map is now live um, I played a couple games today trying to see if I could play on it and I didn't didn't get it um so i have no idea if it's fun or not and i haven't looked at ptr with it so but i've heard what um things uh josh what are sorry to interrupt courtney no you're good um josh what's what's your main right now ben diva since i started and it probably always will be diva diva oh i i still have only played once and i don't remember who i was several people (laughs) i tried several people he's a genji main (laughs) hanzo main Ooh. Derek, do you have PC or console for Overwatch? I have it on Xbox. Okay, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I chose poorly. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> if you had it on PC and I'm looking at getting a PS4, like, maybe we could play and that would be fun, but, hmm, Xbox. <laughs> console worlds are we, yo. Tell us more about uh, all the uh, Jimmy Jams that's going on uh, uh, with blizzard right now um so they made some character changes on overwatch the biggest one so far has been roadhog uh they made his hitbox for his i think it's for his head smaller so it's harder to hit him they made him do more damage and they gave him more ammo so now instead of having four shots you have five which doesn't seem like a lot until you're actually playing with him um but the other big blizzard news is that diablo is having their 20th anniversary this year and they're finally finally fucking releasing the necromancer pack so this is the only time that they've had an expansion completely dedicated to one class. Um, and so they're doing the Necrodancer. Necrodancer. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong game. Necromancer. Yeah. Um, so for 15 bucks, you get five legendary items that are... 15 stuck- bucks, little man. Put that shit in my hand. If you don't pay me now, you'll owe me, owe me, oh, uh, jungle love. I'll accept your apology now. <laughs> 
I feel like that was <laughs> anyway. So is, is, is um, nobody seen Clerks? No, I've seen Clerks in a long time. Um, so for $15, you get the legendary gear set, which has five items that are specced to the necromancer. You get a golem pet, which is really grotesque looking, but kind of cool. Um, you get two additional character slots, uh, two stash tabs, which is huge if you just pick up everything like I do. And then you get necromancer themed portrait banner sigil, um, an accent, and then a new special blood master pennant. And... I was looking at the um, the actual like design for the necromancer, and he's really cool looking. Yeah, it's totally cool. I'm really excited for it. That's actually something. So I don't I don't go and buy things day one. This is something I'm gonna go buy day one because I'm I love D3 and I will play the fuck out of that character. I need names I, for it. I'm gonna use I know I'll use serial killer names for all my necromancers. It'll be fantastic. Uh, I, I I think I'm I'm not gonna go to PAX. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> I. I want to. I'm tempted to create a new character in Final Fantasy 14 and just name her Alicia Fox. <laughs> I, I don't. Why? I don't get it. Thank you, Derek. <laughs> I got you. I don't get. Is that, a, is that is it a wrestling reference? Yes. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh goodness. Oh, the other big thing happening this week is the Steam stu- Steam Summer Sale is going on on the 22nd, starting at 6 p.m. I think Pacific. So. Um, you can blow all your money in the next two weeks on that. I'm glad you said money. And speaking of wrestling, <laughs> oh yeah, tell us about the new the, the new two K seventeen story. I wanted to add. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, it was revealed yesterday, I believe, that uh, the cover star of this year's WWE two uh, K. Are you really going to take Josh's? Are, 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 no, no, is go going ahead, to be Josh. Tell us more. No, no, yeah, I, I totally forgot. I. I <laughs> I lost my privilege of discussing it, and you remember before I did, even though I wrote the article. So please, uh, yeah. So it's going to be Seth Rollins this year, which is uh, it's been. A, there's been a few. I mean, the last few years have been either part timers. Uh, you know, uh, Brock Lesnar was on the cover last year with his giant uh, or dick it, tattoo, or like legends who haven't wrestled in a long time. Like the previous game was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, prior to that, um, almost more exciting than you know. I'm, I, I really like Seth Rollins, but almost more exciting than that. And I certainly hope for. Instance, since last year the game was missing quite a few features including probably the coolest feature of all is something called showcase mode where the cover you actually go through a lot of the pivotal moments in the cover athlete's career um and it's kind of interspersed with like video clips but also in general the announcers that announce those matches redo all of the commentary uh, in higher quality like for the game itself uh and that was something that was really really cool in 2k16 and that feature i don't know why but it was removed completely from 2k17 so hopefully we'll get something like that this year but the thing i'm most excited for is that as far as i can see there will be no ps3 and no xbox 360 version of the game this year which means that hopefully it can stop looking like a ps2 game (laughs) so now now it'll look like a ps3 game which is like a huge improvement yeah for sure like for whatever reason it was always only like john cena randy orton and gold dust that looks really good at everyone else oh yeah there's crap. a f- yeah it's all that latex on gold yeah. dust, i think but, <laughs> but i mean there's a there's a few that look just phenomenal but like i mean it was something where i was like this game looks kind of bad and then you try something like ufc 2 from ea and you're like okay wwe looks really really bad and it's just it's it's like the presentation as a whole like not just looking at the models themselves but looking at the looking at the arenas and looking at the crowds and everything like that is where wwe just like it is fucking terrible <laughs> Yeah, 
And I'm glad you mentioned that because I was having a conversation with a friend about the exact same thing. I was saying if they bring back showcase mode, I feel like Seth Rollins is a perfect candidate for that mode because you could do like he was the first NXT champion. So you can go from there where I think he fought Jinder Mahal to become, ironically, to become the (laughs) first NXT champion and then move on from that to the shield and then from the shield to the authority and then from the authority to coming back from injury and then have the final boss be Triple H at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like he's like a perfect candidate to bring that back. Not just that, but I have, and this is just because I don't like Brock. But I was gonna say I think they cut it last year because a showcase mode with Brock would be pretty shitty. Because <laughs> like in in the showcase modes, they but like Courtney three minute matches. Shane, yeah, like for Courtney and Shane who like don't play a lot of those games. They um the showcase mode in the past they would actually like give you bonus unlocks and stuff if you do actual things that they did in the in the real matches that mm. they're based off. Oh, of. so it was like that's a mission actually mode. pretty cool. So if it was yeah, like it was really Brock, fun. So if it was like Brock Lesnar, it would be like Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg at WrestleMania 20. Stand there for five minutes and get the crowd to boo the shit out of you. Like, <laughs> and then against like against like fucking Dean Ambrose, decide you don't want to do anything because you're preparing for your upcoming UFC match. So beat him in two minutes. Like completely kill crowd enthusiasm. Unlock new <laughs> pair of Jimmy John shorts. Who who fucking knows? So like, like Jimmy the, John shorts. Like, like the subway company yeah he has he since his gimmick is mma fighter he's the only one who's allowed to have other sponsors on his shorts like if he was a real like if he was still a ufc fighter so he has like jimmy johns on it that's ring hilarious. gear yeah that's hilarious but yeah and what did you think of the trailer itself because it was so weird because they've spent so much time building up seth as like a good guy now and the entire trailer is him breaking into like a memorabilia warehouse where he's just like burning the undertaker shit and like <laughs> destroying brutus the barber beefcake scissors for some reason it didn't really make any sense but it looked pretty cool the trailer looked amazing it was just funny i mean which is i mean that's but i mean what i just said is could you could also just describe wwe as a whole like that like it doesn't really make any sense but it looks pretty cool and i was like have you seen brutus beefcake lately that dude's so miserable why'd you have to go and break his fucking scissors of all by him specifically that's all he had left yeah No, but, but yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see more from the game itself. We're getting to the point where they should start announcing kind of new additions to the roster, uh, but also hopefully some of the mechanical uh, aspects of the game too. And I, I think, I mean, I it'll probably be and look just like last year's because the developers do seem fairly lazy in what they do update in the games. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I can, wouldn't even I say it's lazy. I can, like, I can dream that it's going to be a major update now that they're dropping out the previous generation versions. Yeah, for sure. That's what I'm hoping to. And I wouldn't even necessarily say it's it's lazy, but they're on that shitty annual schedule where they're pretty yeah. much have to start working on the next game before the previous games even finish. Yeah. So and I mean it's in a, it's, a, in a it's a company situation. that changes so much. It's a company that changes so much too that like by the time the game makes it out, like the actual company is nothing like that. Like last year's last year's game, which came out in what October, like didn't even have anything with the brand split, which happened in July. Yeah. Which is like, I mean, you got to lock that stuff pretty early, but like. Like what, it's just what, something that it's what, an industry that what's that? What what brand split? So the two like flagship shows, so Raw and SmackDown, they like split apart and have different talent on each of them now. Oh, uh, I thought they always did that. Way. I thought there was no. Always... They used they did it a while ago. They they did it years ago, and then it all came back into one, and then they split again last year. Mm. But uh, but yeah, it's stuff that like like because they're several, they have to lock in like way earlier than that, so they can actually finish the thing. Like stuff like that doesn't actually make it in until until like a year a year later. Yeah. And they, they've improved on that a bit because I remember back in like the N64, even like the PS2, PS3 days, shit would be like a year behind. So people who had been fired seven months prior were like, were on the roster. So yeah. Oh, jeez. 
but it's 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 always going to be a problem with wrestling games because, like you said, they move so fast that right. The only way, yeah, that I mean, there's like hours of it didn't... on television every week, right? Like it's something that moves pretty quickly. Yeah, so it's like there's no way for them to be like day and date with whatever's going on. Totally, which is supposed to be what universe mode is for, but it was so it's been so crappy the last couple of years that I don't even. Know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess that's what it. What you playing, Shane? Uh, Overwatch. Playing Overwatch. Uh, actually, oh wait, no. Um, the fucking Pokemon Go had a fatty update announced. Um, yesterday. Um, they're going to be redoing the gym system so that um, there can be only one type of Pokemon in a gym at a time. Gym and Pokemon are going to have motivation. And so Pokemon will automatically get like cycled out of gyms. Um, and it's all in like, like in an attempt to um, uh, keep gyms from being just like run by like a couple of like really strong players. And there's also going to be like a raid mode. Um, but I'm really like, uh, it's like a co-op raid feature that I, I'm not 100% like sure on. So it'll um, be the I'm, gyms at random times. Um, and I'm not sure if yeah. it's just certain gyms or what. We'll have uh, uh, up to 20 people will need to team up to try to defeat a very, very strong enemy. And yeah. from whatever Ed, if you de- are able to defeat that enemy, you'll have an opportunity to catch a very strong Pokemon. Yeah, I'm mm. imagining it's going to be similar to how the debut trailer was, where like everybody in Times Square was fighting a Mewtwo. Oh, I so, hope so. It's probably like you're going to go to like a specific place or whatever you team up to fight. Like probably they're, I'm guessing they're starting with Articuno, Moltres, and Zapdos since they've been teased from the very beginning <laughs> with the teams, and we still haven't <laughs> seen them outside of that one guy who hacked it or whatever. But like once. You know, once that gets put into place, I feel like it's really going to revive the game. It sounds like a lot of fun. Plus, Android users have the update already, but it's not fully, you know, it's not fully implemented yet. But Megan's messing around with it right now, and all of the gyms, a bunch of the gyms in our area got switched around. And it looks like every gym gives you an individual badge for beating it. Yeah, there's badges now. And they also drop, you can, they act just like Pokestops as well. So even if you're not, like, someone who is a competitive player and would not be able to, you know, for instance, make a large impact on a gym, you can still visit it and receive some items. Nice. And it sounds a lot like uh, they're going to be doing a good job of just allowing more people to join these gyms because, it, like you were mentioning, or like Shane was mentioning, in my area especially, the whole place is pretty much ran by people between levels 30 and 40 who right. have these super strong, who farmed the Dratini nest when the game first started that was near my house that I was a moron and didn't go to. But it's just like full of Dragonites and Blissies stomping everybody. And it's, it takes a ton of effort to be able to put anyone new in there. So I feel like with the automatically, you know, being able to automatically cycle them out with the motivation and limiting it to one type of Pokemon per gym. So you're not going to have these nightmare scenarios where it's like 10. And I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but with 10 Blissies in one gym where they're, they have super high, they have super high HP and defense. So it takes forever to kill them, let alone like 10 of them in a row. Yeah. So it, it sounds like it's going to be a real kind of shot in the arm to really improve what this game is and how it functions for its users. See, I uninstalled it because I live in a small town in the middle of nowhere and we have a couple gyms and I think we have like one and two Pokestops, but that's it. And like there's some high school kids who just fucking dominate and you can't do anything. And the other hard part is, I don't know if it's just my phone or if it's something to do with the the satellite GPS system in Washington because it happens when I'm in Seattle too. Um, you'll be in one spot and all of a sudden, you're six blocks away from where you actually are. So you might be trying to catch something, but then you can't because you're six blocks away from where the Pokemon is. And it's really frustrating. And it got to the point where I just couldn't deal with it anymore. And I just uninstalled because I really enjoyed that game. It was kind of sad. 
Um, yeah. Like for like a little bit of advice, uh, there's an app on Android called GPS Status Tool and Toolbox that will download and cache like GPS data, um, mm-hmm. and it was like a must-have for Ingress, and I use it for Pokemon Go, and it's yeah, it's pretty it's pretty lit, fam. Try it. Maybe I'll download it again. Um, and lastly, and most frustratingly, they're making another Uncharted game. Like a new one that's separate from this lost, whatever it's called, the DLC? The Lost Legacy. Oh, wait, that's DLC? Yeah, yeah it's, well, it's, a, like, it's like an expansion that was announced like a, like a long time ago. Oh, <laughs> so it's it's not actually news for this week. Damn. Or last it week is. or any week this year. Yeah, right, as a matter fine. of fact, they had a big E3 trailer for it last week. Mm. But, but also mm. a big trailer at like the last gaming event. Didn't they announce it at last E3? The previous was it when year? the PS4 Pro came out, or was it last E3? I'm not sure. One of the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Anything else, boys and lady? No, that's about it. Aside from what we've been playing, I guess. Yeah. What have you been what playing, you Josh? Playing? And uh, and that sweet article you wrote. Uh. Oh, well, I mean, I could, I'll let Josh tell me what he's been playing. Uh. Shane's not just... one to toot his own horn, so. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 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 Um, fired the, <laughs> you know aside from the usual aside from the usual overwatch and uh fire emblem i was playing final fantasy 14 stormblood for a little bit which is pretty exciting because i haven't really gotten into final fantasy 14 in a couple years last time i played it was last year with just for the yokai watch event which i told you guys was miserable um square in- I only played a little bit because there was there was a early access over the weekend, but the queues were so long that I didn't get a chance to really sit down and play it, and I had to work, so I didn't have a chance to really play until yesterday. And they sent me... It just feels like such a different game. They sent me codes to bypass all the previous expansions and to automatically level my character up to 60 so that I can meet the requirements to play the new expansion. And all of the new abilities and stuff that my character has just from that, it just feels like such a different game in terms of my combat uh, options and that kind of stuff. Um, The beginning of Stormblood goes to a brand new continent, which is the first time they... Because the previous ones, uh, Heaven Sword, to my knowledge, was all all took place on the same maps and everything that were already in the game. Mm -hmm. So it has, you know, a different music, completely different tone and setting when I went to the new area. And I haven't had a chance to play too much of it because I spent most of my time just kind of getting reacquainted with how the game works. But I'm excited to see how much it's changed since the last time I really dived into it because it seems like this expansion is trying to bring in a lot of new features to keep uh, old players excited. Plus, they gave me a special chat that lapsed players could like lapsed players are the only ones who have access to it, where so we could all help each other instead of getting yelled at for missing whatever we're supposed to do and all oh, the really? elite ga- all the elite gamers yelling at us and telling us to get off the fucking game and go back to whatever guild wars or whatever the fuck. <laughs> that's actually kind of that's actually a really good idea. Yeah. Uh, is that all you've been playing? Just aside from Overwatch and Fire Emblem, which I talk about every week. Yeah, that's about it. Derek, uh, what do you got? Uh, so I picked up the uh, Wolfenstein: The New Order. Um, on PlayStation because they they were having a bit of an E3 sale, so it was like super cheap, like twelve dollars or something like that. Uh, Damn. But I just like was in a point where I I finished Prey a couple weeks ago and was kind of floated around here and there, playing an hour of this and an hour and that of that, and was looking for something to kind of dig a bit deeper into. And you know, saw the awesome trailer for Wolfenstein Two during the Bethesda conference at uh, E3. Uh, so picked up Wolfenstein. It's fantastic. I don't know why I missed out on it for so long, but really, really interesting plot. Um, really interesting mechanics. The gameplay is super solid. 
uh probably about six or seven hours into it so far and i'm just absolutely loving it so if you haven't checked it out it's like super cheap at this point uh and wolfenstein 2 looked incredible so it was basically like i saw that trailer and i was like i need to figure like i need to see how this place got like that and and it's doing a good job so far aside from that i picked up arms uh for the nintendo switch which is super fun um i'm fucking terrible at it though like it's uh i mostly i've been playing with my fiance played a little bit with a couple of friends uh when they came over for to watch some wrestling the other day but uh it's like like i'll be you know i'm trying to go all like slow and tactical and whatnot and like my fiance is just like swinging like swinging like crazy and she wins every time so i <laughs> i'm not very good at all yet in fact i don't think i've beaten her once in the like three or four hours that we've played uh one thing really? i wanted to bring up so for instance i've only played it with the motion control so far and i actually feel like they are fairly good except for the the kind of it's a really awkward way to switch your the person that you're aiming for when you're playing with more than one opponent at a time josh i can't remember what were you what you were hating on the motion controls and what what were your main complaints on that because i actually feel like they feel quite good um main complaints were that the button layout changes from when you're playing the and i don't know if the main version lets you adjust that but the uh test punch didn't but uh yeah it switched the button layout from what it was when you were just playing on the handheld mode the motion controls were so sensitive that you had to sit completely still unless you didn't unless you ended up like kind of like walking in a direction you didn't mean to and just overall it felt like you had to work twice as hard to get the same amount of result from if you were just playing with the buttons Pro- okay i can probably i can imagine i have not tried it aside from motion controls yet um and i haven't really felt many sensitivity issues although i do feel like it's curving your punches to where you want them to go it seems quite tough uh, a lot of the time um but I haven't actually tried it in handheld mode or, or with anything else other than motion controls yet. But the game is super fun, though. Like, I really, really enjoy it. And that it? Is that all you got? That's, that's it for me. Yeah, that's all I've been playing. Uh, Courtney, what have you been playing? Um, Overwatch. I've been playing Hearthstone mostly because Guy was rubbing me the wrong way. And I wanted to get a higher rank than him this month. But I don't think that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> just Not because I'm, like, terrible or anything. I just I don't want to put time into doing it. I play, like, five games and I get bored. And I don't know. I haven't found any anything to really watch while I'm playing. So I get bored a lot more easily and I've been playing other stuff. Um, I tried playing Don't Starve Shipwrecked again and hated it. I don't think really? I like Don't Starve anymore. Yeah. I like, I was trying to play. I don't want to play by myself. And I know you're the only other person I know with uh, Don't Starve Together. And you're not really interested in it. So it's. I think it's just something that would need to be co-op to be fun anymore and just no one's playing um mm. i was a little disappointed i was hoping that i would have gotten a ps4 by now so i could have been like i have a console now and i'm playing new games but my deck didn't come in next time <laughs> steam sale little nightmares steam sale. oh i should buy that for you i'm getting little nightmares yeah i'm buy for myself if i need to i don't care it's on my list I'm so excited to buy new games. I need new games. Alrighty. Uh, what do you say we cut it for the evening, everybody? Sounds yeah. good. Sounds good. Alright. Um, as a... Oh, oh, oh. I don't want to toot my own horn, so someone toot my horn for me. Um, Shane wrote a really, really good article this week uh, for his Music Monday. It's fucking hilarious. Um, you should go read it. It's about Overwatch and music, and it made me chuckle for a solid five minutes. Oh. <clears throat> what, what'd you, what did you think of it, Derek? Uh, I thought it was hilarious. I don't know why I clicked on it because I just like, I mean, I, I usually read those when they do pop up. Uh, and I just thought that was a really old song for some reason. But then like just talking about this like 
weird fucking Overwatch story was just not what I was expecting at all. Uh, and it was hilarious. I, I, I hope to see more stuff like that from you. Uh, I hope to well, see anything well, from you. <laughs> but especially stuff like this. You're, Careful what right. you wish for. You'll get a whole bunch of dick pics. Uh, anyway, that was uh, Geekscape Games, everybody. Level 115. Um, as always, you can find us on geekscape.net, on Twitter, at Geekscape Games. On Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash Geekscape Games podcast. Get in there. Invite your friends, share news articles and stuff you want us to chit-chat about. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shane O'Hare. I'm SS Jakin on gaming platforms. Mr. Josh? I'm at Enu Joshua, just about everywhere. Ms. Courtney Dossett? Um, on Twitter, I'm at Ge- AK Geeky Girl, and everywhere else, I'm Geeky Girl AK. What did, what, did, what did that one guy on Overwatch say to you? Like, like stupid gamer girls? Like, what did he say? Oh, fucking, I don't know. I don't read that trash. Call me like a noob. A noob, noob girl. This guy was so fucking tilted. He needs to get was, laid it, or his something. Name was, it was Shane's his alt. Name was, yeah, it was my alt. No, it wasn't. His name, was, his name was Man of Steel. That's right. And I was like, that's not very Superman of you. And he was a really shitty, like, uh, junk rat, so. And he was tilted, and he was throwing, and he needed to go fuck himself. You mean yep. he didn't know how to just point in a direction and hold the shoot button? No. Yeah, he was really, really bad. Because that's pretty much all junk rat's good for. Yeah. Just, anyway. Just point into an open window and hold left click. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Derek, where can people find you? Uh, I'm at DKranavelt on Twitter and uh, CaptainK17 across gaming platforms. Ooh, across gaming That's so professional of you. Okay, alright. Well. Then, then, you wrap it up, man. Alright, uh, we'll see you guys back in the next week. Bye, everybody! Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye.